The John Morris Show, episode 72. 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. You'll never have the sacred stone. <laughs> oh, this new crazy mother... Hey there, my name's John Morris. I'm a former U.S. Army veteran turned freelance web developer. And my goal for you at this podcast is twofold. First, I want to help you learn how to code. Second, I want to help you turn that code into a full-time living. Because if you're like me, what you want is the freedom, the satisfaction, and the income that you get from being a high-profile web developer. So if that's you, be sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, or YouTube so you never miss an episode. You can find all my past episodes and get subscribed at johnmorrisonline.com slash johnmorrisshow. Also, as you get value from the show, consider becoming a supporting listener on Patreon because you'll help keep the show free for everyone and you'll get access to exclusive courses, source code, and Q&A sessions available only to supporting listeners. Visit johnmorrisonline.com slash Patreon, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N, to become a supporting listener. All right, let's get into this episode. Hey everybody, welcome back to the John Morris Show, johnmorrisonline.com. I'm your host, John Morris. Today's episode, we're going to do our weekly Q&A, so I'm going to be answering questions that you have asked me. I gather these from Twitter, YouTube, email, etc. Also, if you're a Patreon supporter of $3 or more a month, you get priority access to this Q&A, so I answer those questions first. If you'd like to learn more about that, you can head on over to johnmorrisonline.com slash Patreon. All right, so if you send me a question this week, then be sure to stay tuned because there's a good chance I'm about to answer it. So first question comes from (laughs) Nutella via email. And Nutella asked, I'm a student at a university in Romania. I started computer science, and in about a month and a half, I will have my final examination. The project I'm working on is a CMS for a website with stories about our town's history. My question is, can you give me some advice about how I should proceed? Should like should I do it in plain PHP or use some framework? So to start off for kind of for the benefit of everybody. I think it's important to say that if you're building this, my advice, if you're building this for yourself or clients, right? So if you're just looking to build a CMS for your own website to blog or whatever, or you're wanting to build something for clients, I would say don't because (laughs) there's so many good content management systems out there already that I just pick from one of them and learn how to add functionality to it because All of them, like WordPress, Joomla, all the ones that are out there, they have that ability for you to add plugins and functionality to them. So I would start with that base and then just if as you go, if there's things you need, add what you need. It just is going to save you a ton of time. Those systems are much more well-supported than anything that you could ever write that only you were using and supporting. So Again, if you if you're someone who's listening to this and thinking about this for a client or for yourself, I would say use one of the existing things. But this sounds like it's for a class, so the point of it is for you to learn it, which is good. I think that is good. I mean, I 
when I first started out, I took the time to actually write a CMS, a small CMS. It wasn't some huge thing. I never used it on a site. I never really did anything with it, but I took the time to write it so I understood how it worked. And that really helped me out a ton when I started working with these other systems. So if you're going to do that, then I would build it in straight PHP. Because the point of writing a CMS for your class is to learn how to do it. And so learning wise, you're just going to learn a ton more if you write it in straight PHP, in my opinion. Now, you know, frameworks are good, but in this particular scenario, it seems like it'd be cheating a bit, quote unquote. I don't mean actual cheating, but it seems like you're trying to have it kind of both ways. You're kind, you're, you're kind of trying to not have to do all of the work and, and learn every little bit about it, but still you know, have some that you have to do and not have it just completely done for you and have like a WordPress site. So to me, I would, I would forego the framework in this particular instance. And I would just write it straight in PHP because you're just going to learn a lot more. And that seems to be the point here. Then you can learn the frameworks later. And if you want to build something off of that, then absolutely. But for this particular case, I would just go straight PHP. All right. Next question, Peter via email asks, I'm a Kenyan studying computer science at a university in the capital in the Kenyan capital, Nairobi. I'm now halfway through my third and final semi third and semi-final year. I have a deep interest in programming. I would love if I ended up in the AI field of CS. So I thought I should ask you because you sound very informed about these things. What would you do if you're an African seeking to establish yourself as a renowned programmer in an African country? country which programming languages would you learn first and what kind of apps would you try to build in such an environment so i'm not sure and i understand although i have been to other places but i haven't obviously grew up and lived there my entire life so i i get that my context could be limited but I'm not sure that it's a ton different just because of where you live. So the fact that you're a Kenyan living in Kenya, in Nairobi, in Africa, that it really changes much about what you need to do. And that's because you become a well-known developer by building things that people like, by being knowledgeable and being willing, willing to share that knowledge, by being easy to work with, by being a good communicator, by being responsible, all the things that I constantly drone on and on about, those are the things that make you a well-known developer. And I don't think that changes based on where you live. And there's not some shortcut around it. Like There's not some thing that you can do in Kenya that's going to make that stuff not matter. I, I just don't think that to be the case. So if you want to be well-known, then you have to do the same stuff that I always talk about that I would tell anybody else. You need to start building things. You need to start working with clients. You need to start creating tutorials for people. You need to put yourself out there. That's the biggest thing that most people don't do. And I, I don't know you, so I don't know that this is true for you. But for a lot of people listening, it could be the case. There's no way to hide and then at the same time get where you want to go with your career. You have to put yourself out there. There's just no way around that. And the sooner you start, the better. because you take the lumps that you're going to take, you learn how to deal with it, you learn how to deal with uh, trolls and haters and all that. You learn how to, to do all of that and continue moving forward. 
uh, and eventually, you know, you, you figure things out and you, and you get on your path because it's a little bit different for everybody. So again, get out there, start building things, start working with clients, start doing tutorials. Uh, that's how you become well known. The, the specific the specific languages and apps don't really matter. I mean, I'm a LAMP guy, PHP, MySQL, HTML, CSS, JavaScript. You know, I work with WordPress, etc. That's all fine and dandy, and that stuff's really popular now. And so, okay, go. You know, maybe go into that, but it it doesn't really matter. There's other languages that you can have success in and become well known using. So, and and what you build. Like the type of thing that you build, again, doesn't really matter. It more comes down to, does it solve some sort of problem for people? Is it well done? You know, and and are you someone who's reliable that keeps updating it and so forth? Those are the things that matter. So it's really about being someone of value to others as best you can. That's how you get well known. And that's in anything. All right, next question comes from Jacqueline via email. She asked, I think I'm going to learn code through freecodecamp.com. This website works by learning code, then applying it to working on projects for nonprofits, which is pretty cool. And it says, I thought this would be an effective way to find my passion, what I'm interested in, as well as build a portfolio. Absolutely agree. However, I'm wondering if Udemy might be a more efficient way to learn code I need to get started. If I was to go the Udemy route, what courses would you recommend doing first? If you have time, I'd appreciate your input. All right, so I don't think they're mutually exclusive. I don't think you have to think of it as one or the other. You know, the best case scenario is you do both. I mean, that 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 sounds the way you describe it. I, I've never looked at freedcocamp.com, so I can't really speak about, speak to it much myself. But, you know, the way you describe it, Applying what you learn to working on actual projects for nonprofits and being able to put that stuff in your portfolio, that's good. So that's a value. But, you know, anybody who's been on this email list for any amount of time knows that I love Udemy. I constantly recommend courses over there. And and that's because it's just a gold mine of really great courses, especially for web developers. I mean, some of the best web development courses on the planet are on Udemy. So it's not something I would just totally write off. And and what I like about it compared to some other sites um, that are, is that it's maybe a little bit more of a marketplace. So it's not one person teaching the course or one company. Well, it is one company, but it's not really one person teaching the courses it's a ton of different courses from different instructors. So that's what makes it different from some of the other popular things out there. I don't know if free CoCamp is exactly that way, but you know, some of the other things that are out there that are free are usually it's just it's one person teaching or it's one HTML course. And so you get that perspective. Right? With Udemy, with all the different courses and instructors, it's not one monolithic perspective on coding. You get a ton of different perspectives from different instructors, different courses. There's lots of different little things that you can dive into. And I think that's absolutely critical. I think those different perspectives are important. I I tell people this all the time. You shouldn't learn from just one person. 
You should learn from multiple people because everybody has a different opinion, perspective, way of going about it. And it's not that you learn different ways of going about it. You learn that there's no one way. That's the, one of the biggest things developers have to break out of is there's, there's not one right way to code something. There's people's opinions and perspectives on how it should be done. And so you got to put yours out there. So learning from different instructors, I think, is critical. And that's one of the big reasons I like Udemy. So there's a lot of courses that I recommend on there. I actually have on my website, if you go to johnmorrisonline.com, there's a courses button. And I have um, what I consider right, as of right now to be the top 10 uh, web development courses on Udemy there. So you can look through those. But the two that I would point out specifically are the Complete Web Developer Course by Rob Percival, which you've probably heard me talk about uh, ad nauseum at this point, sick, probably sick of hearing about it. But it's just a great course. covers you know everything foundationally that you could want to learn. So there's that one and then also the Ultimate Web Developer Course by Brad Hussey. They both cover a lot of the same material, but they do it in different ways. And it's two different instructors. They have two different perspectives, two different teaching styles, and you may find that you like one better than the other. So you get those multiple multiple perspectives on the same material, plus you get to go through it a couple times without having to rewatch the same videos again. And that's important too. You're probably not going to get all of it on the first go. So going back through... Another course that covers the same material, but somebody else, it's going to hit your brain in a different way. It's going to stick better. Plus, Brad's course has a whole section on design and using Photoshop and and building uh, mock-ups and so forth that Rob's course just doesn't have. So I recommend any web new web developer, if you want to ask me, what should I take? What should I do? Both of those courses. Now, I've worked out discounts on both for you. So if you want the discount, you can use my affiliate link. It's johnmorrisonline.com slash CWDC for the ultimate or the complete web developer course by Rob Percival. And it's johnmorrisonline.com slash ultimate for the ultimate web developer course by Brad Hussey. So you can feel free to use those. Those are affiliate links. So, uh, you know, I will earn a small commission, but... Uh, they're also discount links, so you're going to get a nice discount off the course as well. All right. Next, I have John via Twitter asks, Hey, John, what is your opinion on coding boot camps for people just getting into web dev? So I'm I'm mixed on these. You know, there's some really good boot camps out there that I've seen, and then maybe some others not so much. So you, you obviously it depends on what boot camp and you have to be wary of you know which one you're getting into but in general the idea of boot camps to be honest I generally think it's unnecessary to spend the thousands that these boot camps often cost just like I think it's unnecessary to go get a college degree to learn how to do web development uh, not that there's not value in those things. If you're doing those things, okay. But I just don't think it's necessary to do those things. So, you know, the two courses that I just mentioned above, those are really boot camps in and of themselves. I mean, if you look at them, they're massive courses that are going to take you a little bit of time to get through. So they're really boot camps in and of themselves. So 
the information is available out there in a different way. So again, it's not necessary to go to the boot camp. Now, that said, there is a lot of value in the in-person one-on-one help that you can get from a boot camp, which is why a lot of people do it. And you know, some people need that, which is absolutely fine. So if you know you're someone who needs or wants that in-person membership and that it's very likely that you won't make it through learning web development without that, well then yeah, it's worth the investment. It's worth doing. But if you're someone who's maybe a little more self-directed and you know can learn things without hands-on help, that tends to be how I am, then I actually do probably worse in the in-person mentorship stuff. That sounds weird, but that that's just how I am. So if you're that type of person, then you're probably not going to get near the benefit out of it and probably won't be worth it to you. So you need to just be honest with yourself about what type of person you are. If you know you're going to need that hands-on help, then it's probably worth it. But if you know that you don't need that help or it may even be worse for you with that help, then you don't have to go to a boot camp to learn this stuff. There's plenty of other places to learn it. All right, next, Brent. This is from Brent commenting on a YouTube video, How to Write Proposals on Upwork. And he asked, thanks for the video, John. Very informative and helpful. Out of curiosity, do you have any rough stats on how effective this approach has been compared to how you did it before using this approach? I'd be interested to see how this approach alone has helped improve your success. Well, so at the time when I was going through this, I wasn't, you know... (laughs) It wasn't something I was expecting to turn around and teach others. So it wasn't something uh, that I track. So I don't really have, you know, any sort of specific stats. But, I mean, to be real rough, uh, if that's what we're talking about, I basically went from not being able to get work to finally getting it. And, I mean, so that was the biggest thing, the the dramatic shift with using uh, this method is, you know, I I really wasn't getting hired to now I started getting hired. Um, probably the only statistics I can really point to was after figuring out that three-step method that I covered in the video, I went from charging 25 an hour to $90 an hour in less than a year. So I was able to, and, and that happens because you start getting a bunch of work and you you're comfortable with clients not hiring you because now you're charging higher. That's how your prices rise. So that happened because I started getting a bunch of jobs. I started getting a bunch of invites to different uh, jobs. So many that I had to turn off my profile because if you have ever been on Elance, if you turn down so many jobs, it actually started hurting. It would hurt your rankings on Elance. So I'd have to turn off my availability on my profile so that that wouldn't happen. So though, I, I mean, you know, there's no question to me in my mind how effective the method was. Eventually I did well enough. I was able to get off of Elance altogether. So uh, for me, there's no question. Obviously I know you're not me. You didn't go through all that. So you're asking, but you know, that's kind of what I can give you. Now, by the way, if you're listening to this and you're like, well, I want to learn that three-step method, um, I alluded to it in the video that he's talking about, but I cover more in depth in this month's Patreon-only e-course, which you can get access to by becoming a supporting lister of the podcast podcast of for $10 a month or 
more. So if you want to learn that, you can you can do so. I'm going to be posting that video here in probably just a day or so. So johnmorrisonline.com slash Patreon to learn more about that. All right. Last question. Kayla, this is from Kayla commenting on how to build a simple PHP form. She says, great video. Is it possible to do something like this in WordPress? I'm trying to create a business plan online where users can fill out their information. The info will be saved and users can view it later. Any advice? Thanks. So with WordPress, there's already several good form pl- forms plugins in WordPress that'll collect this data for you. So I generally wouldn't recommend rewriting this kind of thing um, because the these forms plugins are top notch. They're going to make it easier. And I just don't believe in reinventing the wheel. So uh, gravity forms is the name of one. It's probably the most popular uh, as far as I know. Um, But there's another one called ninja forms, I believe is the name. It's good as well. But, and there's, there's others and most all of them do a good job of collecting the info. So allowing you to create forms with the fields you want specify all the different settings that you would need and then storing that information in the database. Now, those don't necessarily do as much when it comes to displaying the info. So that part of it can be a little bit tricky. So for that, you'll likely need to do some coding, but you've just cut out a whole big portion of what you would need to code by using one of these plugins. So, you know, it's going to save you a ton of time. The other thing about that is that the display part is usually, that's the easiest part. <laughs> the The hard part is collecting the info. Pulling it from the database and displaying it uh, is pretty straightforward. So you could save yourself a bunch of time by letting these plugins do all the back-end grunt work for you and then writing your own plugin that works on top of one of those other ones that grabs and displays the data uh, for you. So that would generally be the approach that I would take to it. Now, obviously, you know, for your situation, how well that's going to work or not, but that that would be the route that I would go. All right, so that's our last question. That'll do it for this week. If you have a question, you can send it to me via email to john at johnmorrisonline.com. You can tweet me at jpmorris on Twitter or leave me a comment on YouTube at youtube.com slash John Morris video. Also, keep in mind, I may not respond to these directly in the, the those places. So if you send me an email to that email address, I may not respond directly to it or you leave me a direct message on Twitter or whatever because I collect all these up for the Q&A. So I, I try to answer them on the Q&A. So just be sure to look out for these emails each week if you ask me a question. Also, as I mentioned before, Patreon supporters get priority access to this Q&A. So if you want to make sure that your question gets answered, then consider becoming a supporting listener at johnmorrisonline.com slash Patreon. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time.